welcome Jurassic fans to the 190th episode of your Nerd podcast. God damn it, this is 190th already. Man, we've been doing this for three years. Anyways, I'm Daniel, your host. And now, the fourth face of evil, Matthew Millen. <laughs> hey, I'm not that evil. Oh, come on. Hello, boys and ladies, girls and gentlemen. Yes. How are you all? Danny just... boy, good sir, how are you today? And like the meme says, and non-binary bitches. Yeah, doing that great. one as well. <laughs> great to be here. And uh, we also have a special guest today, uh, Vegetarius Sumbe here, because we know that so many people love her for some reason. Uh, but we also have <laughs> Julia here today. And then mates. Hi, hi. Yeah, come on, don't be shy. You have no reason to be shy. You're only talking to 63 countries right now. Okay? Uh, yeah. yeah. Why? So, <laughs> hi, good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever what, and you are watching this. But hi. <laughs> yeah, there you are. So, you see, you guys, uh, we have invited Julia here today, not only because she's a great friend of ours, but also because we have a character who is to be introduced today and killed today. So, she's a <laughs> That's the perfect opportunity for having her. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. We all have a pretty strange relationship. So <laughs> let's try to get started. Uh, Matthew, today we are finishing episode 35 by starting, well, you know where, huh? We are uh, not episode, but chapter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Episode 190 and then chapter 35. Okay. <laughs> I swapped them. But before we begin, we have uh, some shout outs to make. Oh, dear. Um, we would like, uh, I think we have to thank our follower, Benzilla Creations. He has been a supporter of our podcast ever since the very beginning. And also supports us on threads so here is our very special thank you for this very special person this thank you excellent good sir lady or whatever you rather call yourself yes indeed yeah oh dear lord by the way we have some stuff about camp cretaceous as well uh do you know have you ever watched camp cretaceous on netflix no. That's a Jurassic Shame World. Shame on you. <laughs> Come on, you have not read the novels and you ashamed someone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you win this one. <laughs> so you see, um, last time I was talking here uh, to Jack O'Hara, right? The great friend of ours from Australia. So he was the guest in our latest podcast. And there was this controversial topic because there is one character in Camp Cretaceous who simply is not introduced with a nickname. So, Matt, you remember Brooklyn from, from Camp Cretaceous? What is her last yeah. name? Uh, I don't know. So that's the thing. You know, we ask it there on our pose. And, well, let me send you guys here the answer so that we can read that together. And, you know... Laugh a bit with the community, and then we can start doing our thing. Let me see here. I'm sending that to Julia, so just so she can read that with us. And I'm sending that to you, Matthew. Can you read that on uh, on WhatsApp? Can you access yeah. that? 
Okay, so I just sent you the images of the polls. So those were the answers to what is the... <laughs> yeah, someone said that. Nine nines uh, last night. Love that. Uh, and then Helen also was like uh, Brooklyn or something, but uh, I believe that was kind of a joke just because of her name, really. And then someone said Ortega, but uh, Matthew, do you remember who is Ortega? It rings a bell, but I can't quite recall it. That's the last name, not of Brooklyn, but the girl who voices her in real life. <laughs> That's Gina Ortega. Oh. Yeah, yeah, she is yeah. one of the Adams. I don't see why not. Yeah. It shouldn't be her. Oh, her of, last course name. You, of course, you'd but know I like this, this comment as well. Which I've one? Been my been Jurassic W. Yeah, that one, man. Quite the That one, yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that was think... touching. That was touching. Yeah, I almost and, cried. And then someone just said New York. That's New her, York. Yeah. That's her last name. Yeah. Well, why did you ask? Because uh, because Brooklyn, New York, I guess that that's why they had the yeah. connection. So you see, the thing is that we had the answer for that because Jack answered this on the last podcast, and well, he did some deep research and found that his that her nickname was never presented. It was never told. Yeah in the whole show so thing is that is so incredibly stupid and i love that incredibly stupid so now it's up to the public to give her a surname yeah you see he's creating that a parallel story right that a fanfic of his and in that story he just decided to call her uh, brooklyn otega which is like the yeah. actress's real last name just to use it and again, of yeah, course, you, you'd not? know Wednesday, right? <laughs> like, you have the personality of people who are fans of that. Did you Me? do cosplay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I still didn't. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there you are. So I just want to highlight how many uh, simps and mockers we have in our community. And I love you guys for that. That's pretty nice. Good on you. Okay, so <laughs> now that we have done all of that BS, how about we do our own story, shall we? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you'll be doing uh, Nelly Lenoir's voice. And of course, um, I guess Lucy, because Vegepad is not here yet. And then if she sends me the audio later, I will replace with her voice. Mm -hmm. Right? Because she was so right. worried that you'd replace her totally. You are here just to die. So. <laughs> and he's not using an Australian accent. She is here just to die. <laughs> All righty. Mochi, whatever you feel like, mate. Okie dokie. Uh, the place which was close to the airport was shaped like a huge obtusangle of rough wood. By this point, the snow was already falling hard, covering the ground quickly and battering our faces with its strong storm winds. Showing that he already knew the place, Bergeron headed straight for the reception desk, knowing where the hall counter was, even with the darkness that filled the interior of the Love Wing Inn. 
sitting at the counter that served as the front desk, a girl who must have been about Lucy's age kept her eyes fixed on a long list of names grouped together in a single notebook. By candlelight, she straightened her eyes to discern the curves in her guest's horrid handwriting, often using her cell phone flashlight to assist her. All right, then I go for Bergeron's voice, right? How are you in the light? Greeted Bergeron. Without lifting her eyes from the paper, the girl answered him. So Nile Noir is this girl from Canada. She speaks both English and French. So try and mix up a little bit. Mm, that's me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's you. Okay. Um, Andre? I never thought you would return to this place after how it's painting. Senate came to town and asked me to come. An emergency, apparently. Without letting herself be interested, she just mumbled, still running her eyes from one name to the next, moistening her fingertips on her lips to move from one page to the next. I need you to gather three rooms for the night. We're leaving early in the morning. The Canadian explained. With another grumble, she flipped through the pages of her notebook until she found an empty section, where she laid down her quill, waiting for the names to be listed for her. Oh, and then we have Dr. Keane. All right, it's going to be fun. Excuse me, miss. Keane said reproachfully. Shouldn't you at least take the trouble to raise your eyes to us? Just tilting her head to one side, she said. We're used to being in the dark around here, you know. it. It's not just anything that arouses our desire to see, and I don't think it would be any different, sir. In the dim light reflected back at King, you could see his expression twitch with anger, but that was as far as it went. This is Lucy and Kevin Lane. Bergeron listed, unmoved by the little quarrel Jacob had gotten. And uh, you've already met Dr. Jacob Keane, I'm afraid. Doctor? Uh, well, well, Keane. Sigh really below your names. Sign really below your names. Each in turn, we signed as we had been ordered to do by the receptionist, despite her clear antipathy. As I approached to sign my name, her cell phone lit up, and I could see the background of her screen for an instant, a photograph of Neely herself. Not much younger, but certainly more youthful, dressed in a graduating gown, a huge smile of accomplishment lighting up her face. As soon as the picture lit up, she grabbed the device and locked its screen. The staircases of the Lavouin Inn made a constant creaking sound, even more so now that we were treading heavily on its foundations. To be a rainy night, Bergeron said. Not according to the forecast, replied Keane. Andrew was in the lead, climbing the flight of steps that he had climbed so many times before, closely followed by me, Lucy just behind, and Jacob last. There was no handrail to break a fall, which made the undertaking even more dangerous. Learn to read the signs of nature, doctor, the Canadian insisted. Nature has to be studied, catalogued, and understood, my dear. I'm not really interested in its signs. Oh, really? 
Why do you think building steps are creaking then? Well, I'll tell you. The moisture in the air seeps in and is absorbed by the wood fibers, which swell, forcing them together. If you want to bet, this suit of yours would interest me quite much. Or I could knock you down the stairs. In the dark, I heard Bergeron's footsteps halt on the step in front of me, and I did the same. In the dimness, he turned his face to see the abysmal vastness that was the staircase, and a few steps down, the man who threatened him. A few seconds passed before any voice was heard. Laughing pleasantly, King teased. <laughs> I see you appreciate a good dose of humor, Mr. Bergeron. But anyway, where are our accommodations? In silence, our guide walked the last steps before reaching the platform on the upper floor, where he used the weak moonlight reaching us through the window to find a candelabrum and light its candles. With this additional lighting, we could see in yellowish tones the four beds arranged around the room. Two single beds were close together, and on the opposite side of the room, two larger beds were a few feet apart. As if we naturally understood who would have which bed, we each went to our own, leaving Lucy and me on one side and the older ones against the other wall. Already preparing to lie down, I set about orderly piling up the heavy, checkered bedspreads we had been provided with. What kind of scenery do you think this is? I asked Lucy. What do you mean? Two separate full-size beds, two smaller ones right across from each other. Oh, that? You expected something different. I expected there to be only one double bed, not two. Your perspective doesn't change that reality, Kevin. She said with a sigh. Those beds over there are for a couple, a divorced couple, who travel with their children just to pretend that they are still a family. The glimpse that yellowish image produced was ghostly before, but now, faced with this information, it seemed despicable. Changing the subject slightly, I lowered my tone to ask. Don't you find it strange that Mr. Fraud had symptoms of forgetfulness? Actually, no. It was to be expected. But the symptoms are unrelated. Kevin, didn't you hear what the man said? Learn from nature. Not everything is written in books. She was right, unfortunately. Knowledge was still a growing field. More than that, it would be so forever. This was to be expected since our universe is always in, con in a constant state of change. Such a future, however, did not displease me in the least. After all, it is not possible to be bored in a universe where there is always more to do. The problem in question, though, was included in what we already knew and did not fit into the effects commonly related to the cause. It was a pity we could not discuss the matter extensively now, but there would be another opportunity. There is always at least one more. As soon as we lay down, we heard the stairs still creaking, creating the only noise in the atmosphere. Soon the creaking became more intense, as if someone was climbing them, coming towards us in the dark night. The four of us kept our eyes turned to the top of the stairs. I know this because the light from the flames reflected on each other's retinas, shining on the opaque scene that was the room. 
the sound was getting louder now. Someone was approaching and we could not even identify this person in the deep darkness that surrounded us. Finally, the footsteps were reaching the second floor and the figure stood at the top of the stairs with something in their hands. I hope you like seafoods too, said a voice in a monotonous tone. Walking to the light range, Nelly was now visible, her pale skin almost translucent in the dim light and her unlit lips curving in displeasure. With a heavy silver tray in her hands, she passed by each bed, leaving in the hands of each of us a huge porcelain bowl accompanied by a spoon. Without expecting thanks or tips, Nelly heard Lucy and I thank her before disappearing again into the darkness of the staircase. The stew she had left us was a dense broth of bacon and potatoes with the addition of huge chunks of salmon and crayfish, complementing the aromatic dish. On that cold and hairy night, I felt my hands warming around the bowl and could feel a little love that had been added to the preparation, despite the sadness that was eating away at Nelly Lenoir. With my spirit revitalized and my fears reduced, I fell asleep peacefully that night. I awoke the next morning to the crash of a thunderclap that shook the foundations of the Lavoine Inn, sending light vibrations to the bed frames. The light entering the room was still opaque, but much stronger than the one that had illuminated us the night before. To my right, Lucy seemed to be sound asleep, oblivious to the huge roar of the storm. In front of me, Bergeron's bed was empty, with the quilts neatly folded and laid out on the mattress. To its right, in the other bed, Jacob King sat with his arms crossed and his eyes fixed on the glass window, through which he could see the black clouds and lightning bolts slicing through the air. Like a dissatisfied child, he remained static, staring steadfastly at what he disliked. Uh, something wrong, doctor? I asked King with a grunt. He answered. Hmm, that wretch was right. How is it possible that folk wisdom can be superior to modern science? Maybe, and just maybe, it's because scientists don't have direct contact with their object of study. Uh, not often, anyway. These people may not have all the academic knowledge that we have, but they have more opp opportunities to learn. Which leads to erroneous conclusions, Kevin. What is the point of having direct contact with the object of study and not having enough knowledge to understand it? It is at this point that myth, legends, and misunderstandings arise. Some believe that the praying mantis is a venomous insect, others that a tourniquet is the best option in case of a snake bite, and others believe that the hummingbird's heart is an aphrodisiac. Well, guess what? All these were devised by people who lived in close contact with nature, who passed on such concepts, and thus a huge lie became widespread. This bastard is just another one of those who should bow down before our class, not a, the other way around. Hearing the creaking of the wooden steps, I became alarmed. Dr. Keane, are you sure that Mr. Bangeron is not nearby? Unless he is squatting on the steps of the staircase, I don't see how. Besides, Odin refused to say everything I said right to his face. And why don't you? We turned and sinked toward the bed beside me, where the voice came from. That would be an interesting scene. Lucy teased. 
No, don't be childish. A gentleman never fights without first being challenged, and he should never be the provocateur himself, either. There's enough of a chance that he'll start a duel when he hears what we've done. Couldn't you be more discreet? Oh, come on, little girl. The man is far away. He said he was going to find a public phone and tell his family that we were on our way. That sound on the stairs is due to atmospheric humidity, as that joke explained. Anyway, don't you find it strange that Frost had symptoms of forgetfulness? I cut in. It's really curious. Keen admitted. Did you put the sleeping pill in Mr. Frost's coffee? Asked Lucy. Just as you ordered. A sleeping pill and nothing else. I don't understand why the old man had this temporary lapse, but the human body is admittedly the greatest mystery in the universe. I believe that an elderly body is an even greater mystery. In the stairwell, a creaking sound echoed again. Dr. Keene, are you sure that... Yes, Kevin, for God's sake. I'm sure that Bergeron is not listening to us on the staircase steps. But if you are, so sure. Lifting the triple layer of quilts that covered him, Jacob stood up and walked with steady steps to the top of the staircase, where he looked down the sequence of steps. Well, no sign of the jock. Satisfied now. No, I was not satisfied, but as himself had said, it is not for a gentleman to start a duel. A strong wind blew at this point, bringing our attention back to the window pane, through which we could see the weather getting even worse. The humidity increased, and so did the creaking. There you go. All righty, beautiful. Ow, Lord, yeah. Yeah, and we got all the lines from the Lily Noir right here, because... Um, no, that's the end of it. And then, well, mm. she dies and the mystery is only solved in chapter 41. So if you have some time, Julia, you could read that. Those almost 700 pages of a book. <laughs> Just so mm. you know what happened to your character. Yes. I don't want to die. <laughs> do no. No, look, I hate yeah. I hate this girl, right? Because uh, she's based... Remember back at the time of the pandemic when we went to have our jabs and there were those uh, guys and gals who were like uh, checking notes on the names before we got the jabs. So one of those was exactly like this girl here. She didn't even look up to me. She was like just checking some notes and her cell phone lit up and I saw the picture of her in that graduation gown. So she had graduated, but she was not happy doing what she was doing. So it was mm -hmm. like, all right, you were a douchebag to me, and I got a few details about you. You will be in my story, and you will die. <laughs> and you will die. And here I she is. I will murder you. <laughs> yeah, but only metaphorically. You're saying so. Oh, sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. that in a horrible way, but no one can put me behind bars. Isn't that the dream? No yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely great. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, dear. You see, I love this specific place. The Lava Inn is so bleak. It's such a dreary place. Yeah. Man. Seems like everyone is going to die there and become a ghost. Yeah, but they're not, because I need someone to die later in this story, so don't worry. Mm -hmm. ah. They are dying in uh, not 
everybody the same uh, no, time. No. But yeah. Yeah. Have to save some deaths. <laughs> yeah. So you, you can't you just use up all of your all the, the deaths. You know you have to separate them. Yeah, especially because it's a cryptozoology story. You know, like we need people to be killed by the cryptid, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is the last part of the story. Oh, speaking of which, now that an unwanted discovery has been selling for one year on Amazon and on the uh, Weeklabs website, it's now also available for free on Wattpad for you guys to read before we sell the second book, only then on Amazon and uh, Weeklab. So just so you guys know, we published this book on Wattpad a few days ago. Uh, Julia, are you big on Wattpad? It sounds like you would be. Hmm? <laughs> are you big on Wattpad? Like, do you use Wattpad? No, I like paper. Truly, man, because you look like the stereotype of Wattpad reader. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that that shows we. Yes, should... we can't always be like right, right. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Doesn't mean I don't use Wattpad. Some of those are just too expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> like a series of unfortunate but... events. I was trying to buy that. Well, I was trying to buy, of course, the English version, the whole collection, the 13 books. That would cost me 700 reels. Oh, so I'm not buying that. Oh, crikey. <laughs> buy crikey, indeed. <laughs> crikey, indeed, mate. But anyways, we already uh, the 13th position on cryptozoology on Wattpad. Just want you guys to know that we're actually rocking on Wattpad. So, link in the description down below. If you can't buy the book, just go there, read the almost 700 pages in there. And if you can buy it, yeah, go on Amazon. You can still uh, grab your tiny little paper book. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, guys. So, I believe that's it for today. Uh, Julia was invited Today and well, she'll be here if she feels like again, just yeah, not yeah, for yeah. the lay because always. yeah, she can always come back to die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're you always welcome to die. Person. You were better than this. What no, happened? No. When your hair was purple, you were better. I think that this color doesn't sweep into her heart. Very dark. I know nothing. <laughs> Yeah, ma'am, I have been a horrible influence for Matt. He used yeah, to be shame on you. Yeah, he used to be a, a good hearted emo. Now he's a bad emo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Evil kid. Look at him go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god damn it, man. All right. That's the Jurassic fans. Thank you so much for listening to a lot more BS that we put out there. We'll be seeing you next week. So keep going for the score. Bye-bye.